What's up, Rams fans? This is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, it only took 57 minutes to get it together, but hey, it worked. The Rams break the losing streak. Plus, retirement rumors are continuing. Is this a sign of something? And later, leaving the beaches for the frozen tundra. We preview Rams at Packers. Before you head into the beef here, did want to let you know that uh, Ram Showcase does officially have t-shirts and they are awesome. Instructions on how to order will be in the description below. We will also talk about it here in a little bit. Also, if you are hearing me only, great news, there's a YouTube channel. You can watch me talk about the LA Rams. If you are watching me on YouTube, great news, there's an audio only version where you can find it where you're already finding all of your favorite podcasts. All right, let's go ahead and hop on in. So the Rams do defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. It was 17 to 16 for this game uh, on Thursday night football. So it's kind of been a while. I think we all kind of understand what happened. So I, don't, I know I don't need to dive too deep into it here, but just wanted to share some of my thoughts on the game. Uh, first and foremost, man, like what, what fight, what it was so good to see this team just really battle it out and just um, not give up, even though like the game at it, it, certain points almost felt like it was out of reach, but really it didn't. You know what I mean? Like it, it at no point did it feel like, well, we're just not going to we're not doing this one like it's not that's not going to work out. So it was really good to see uh, that even like having that emotion just at home watching the game that uh, that kind of was leaking out into the field. And uh, it looked like the players really had that mindset as well. The win, uh, of course, does officially go to John Wolford, who did start at quarterback. But obviously, we know that it was the Baker show. Uh, and it feels like in just recent weeks, this team has been really competitive. Um, two decent teams that the Rams have played the last two weeks. And, uh, you know, close games. Uh, obviously, just a, what was it a four point loss against the Seattle Seahawks? And uh, they've been kind of playing well all year. And then uh, you play a, a team against the uh, a, a team, the Raiders, who they're fine. They're not necessarily super explosive or anything like that. They're kind of known for blowing leads late. So we kind of took advantage of of uh, what the Raiders are kind of known for. But hey, I mean, it worked out. You got to you got to just play who you play against. And uh, it worked out against the Raiders. And like I said, again, just the fight until the very end was absolutely awesome to see. Tutu Atwell, uh, he has kind of what I would consider his career game. I think that that's it's weird for me to say that, um, considering it was it was only five catches. And, you know, he did he did fine, um, but uh, career game was Baker. Uh, that means that you know Tutu might be someone to watch for the rest of this season. He has kind of like literally since I called him a bust, he's been been playing well. So um, I don't I doubt he watches Ram Showcase, but if he does, I like to uh, take some credit <laughs> for the turnaround of Tutu Atwell. Um, but uh, obviously, I don't think that that's the case. But it's really cool to see, and actually, like. I guess we'll talk about that here in a second, but uh, just like the adversity, I think is what Tutu needed, you know, seeing guys like Cooper Cup go down. It's like, dude, we need you to play well. And then I, I think that that kind of that kind of came in real nice. And then Van Jefferson as well. He is quickly climbing up my list of favorite current Rams players. That guy is just awesome. He's so into it. He's so motivated. He's so just genuine with his reactions and stuff. I, I'm I'm big fan of Van Jefferson. Starting offensive line, this was the first time that we had gotten one starting offensive line and then uh, kept that same starting offensive line into the next week. That was the first time that had happened this year. And I think you can tell. I, I, I think it, like I was talking about it all year long, like the continuity is a problem. If you don't have it, you really don't have anything. And I really believe that that's what we saw in this uh, Raiders game. People, these, this line, it, it feels like kind of like a ragtag group of guys that are put together right now. Uh, but 
Yeah, they're playing really well. And shout out to Ty and Seki. That's like the big one right now for me, who is playing really, really good football at that left tackle spot. He's a little bit of an older guy, so I doubt that you know he's not like a long-term answer to the left tackle position or anything like that. But he's playing well right now. And with the way that this offensive line has been just absolutely ripped to shreds by injuries, uh, it's, it's uh, just it's just really good to see. And then uh, also sidebar, um, I did not realize that like I've, We've talked about like some some retirement rumors and stuff before, and I have always kind of thrown in the name uh, Rob Havenstein on that. I didn't realize that he's younger than I am, and I don't feel like an old guy. Um, so that first of all, it made me feel like an old guy considering how long he's been around, uh, and also made me realize that like I was not paying attention enough to Rob Havenstein. He's just like very quietly the right tackle, and he just like shows up every day and just does his job, and that's it. And you never hear from him, you never hear anything about Rob Havenstein. He's never like featured in any of the, the, like the getting to know the player segments or anything like that. He just kind of exists in the Rams world and holds it down. He does a really good job, but I wanted to put that out there. I did not realize that I was older than Rob Havenstein. So flood of emotions when uh, that came out um, that I, when I noticed that it didn't like come out, it didn't like, they didn't release that information <laughs> of his age. I eventually paid enough attention and found that out, but uh, this this is not the 2021 Rams offense whatsoever. Obviously, the 2021 Rams offense was Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup with Andrew Whitworth, you know, blocking. And the second target was either, you know, Robert Woods or OBJ. That is not this team right now. Uh, but what I will say about this team is we've got some of these bottom depth chart guys are really just pulling it off. You got like that insane catch by Sko on that last uh, drive. 2-2 with his five catches, really getting it together now. He's like finally starting to fit it, fit in and settle into his spot and what his role can be on this offense. You got Van Jefferson scoring that game-winning touchdown uh, against the Raiders. Just an awesome, awesome performance by him. You can tell his confidence keeps growing. And uh, I think that he is, he is progressing really nicely. We can see him right now getting better week to week, which is really fun. You got Baker friggin Mayfield out here, which I'll be honest, I have a hard time after I've had like two beers, even like low levels here of calling him Maker Bayfield. And I, I, it's like a weird tick. <laughs> I have to, I have to do it. Uh, Cam Akers, who we thought was going to be gone right now. We did not expect, I didn't expect him to be on the roster right now. Michael Hoyt moves from interior defensive line to an edge rusher and is awesome. All of a sudden, like that's amazing. And then Ty and Secchi, like I had already mentioned, stepping up at left tackle and playing some ball. It's just awesome to see. I'm absolutely digging all this right now. It's just, it's like, this isn't the team that we saw last year. This is not the Super Bowl like roster. You know what I mean? That we have right now with even like Aaron Donald out and stuff like that. Like this, that's not what we're seeing right now, but these low level guys, man, like Greg Gaines is playing great. Michael Hoyt playing great. Jefferson Atwell and Sko all playing great. Mayfield comes in and has a 98 yard game winning touchdown drive, like unbelievable stuff. So while this, uh, the whole like vibe of everything has gotten completely shifted as, uh, the playoff run feels over, it's not officially over, but it feels pretty over. It can be by the end of Thursday night football. So maybe even after, by the time you see this, maybe it's over. If Seahawks won, then it's over. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it's fun to watch the fights in the, the lower levels of this roster. So that's been a, a great time for myself. Uh, I know 
that a lot of fans kind of are are frustrated at this year. And I understand that um, because we we feel like we're better than a four and nine football team right now. Uh, but the injuries, they they got us. The injury bug finally caught up to us. And I almost feel like we're getting hit with so many injuries this year because we've been so healthy for the last like five years. You know what I mean? So it's just weird situation right now. But I'm digging what I'm seeing right now from uh, from the squad that we are uh, putting out on the field. And like I said, it's it's almost like the adversity is pulling out some production from the bottom of the depth chart. Like we are the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams and guys like Tutu right now are finally playing like it. Like they, he, it feels like he's kind of come in like I guess uh, what I would say is like the arrogance feels like it's gone. Like the the arrogance of like we're the best. We're Super Bowl champs. We're the be- like that feels like it's faded away. And now it's like, all right, well, we just got to get to work and do what we need to do to try to win football games. And that's exactly what we saw in those final few minutes against the Raiders, which was exactly why this team was able to pull it off like that fourth down or that that stop. Um, that, that third down stop, uh, before the punt, unbelievable. I mean, it was what third and one and just completely stuff it And that, that it feels like that wouldn't have happened three, four weeks ago. It just feels like we would have been like, ah, man, this game's probably over, you know, and to see the fight too, without Aaron Donald on this defense, uh, that's been awesome to see. It almost feels like everybody saw Aaron Donald go out and was like, well, now we don't have that guy. So we all need to play a little bit better and they're all doing it. So hopefully when Aaron Donald does return, we can uh, keep that uh, that that fire kind of going because uh, that's kind of what it felt like in that in that playoff run last year. Like once December hit, it felt like everybody it was was, I remember the game. It was uh, the the Jags that just felt like the whole team was like, all right, we're doing this. Like after that, no winning in November, it was kind of like, all right, let's put this together. Let's go out and make a run. And then. Obviously, the only loss from that point on was overtime against the Niners in week 18. So it just um, feels good right now. And it feels like that arrogance has fallen away. Now we're actually back to just fighting and trying to win some ball games. And I uh, love to see it, even though um, we're probably not going to make the playoffs. I can tell you this um, one one quick little sidebar here as well. The players do not give a crap about the draft positioning. I can tell you that right now. Like, do you think that Baker Mayfield really is going to be like, well, you know, if I if we don't score this touchdown here, we might pick like 165 instead of 167. No, that is not going to be the case at all. These players don't care about draft positioning can confirm. All right. Ask any former player. Do you care about the team's upcoming? No, no, I don't. I just want to win games. That's what they'll all tell you. So speaking of winning games. Yeah, the Rams did that after a six-game slide, and that means that game badges are back. It feels like it's been so long since we've had a game badge, huh? And the offensive game badge, because this year we are doing two, and this is only my fourth set that we're giving out. So the offensive game badge goes to quarterback Baker Mayfield. Ends with a stat line of 22 of 35, 230 passing yards. Did have that touchdown pass, no interceptions, was sacked four times. Uh there was a few things that like you could tell he'd only been there for two days and that blows my mind. He was only there for two days. The wolf Aou comes in and uh, does his drive and then it's the Baker show. And it was like that the first throw, his his uh, first completion to Van Jefferson was like, all right, cool. And then it just it kind of felt like that was his game, though, like that final drive. Uh, it felt like it was uh, we heard later on that like Stafford had the headset on and that's really cool. Um, but then like you just. Just the way that the the game felt like he had been here for two days. He doesn't know our team, really. He's like, he's probably throwing to guys he doesn't like he can't call by first name or something like he's, this is probably a thing that's happening. And then he just 
Baker's going to Baker and Baker kind of thrives in a situation where it's just like, Hey dude, dude we just need to go down and score a touchdown. <laughs> like figure some stuff out and just go and instead of being like, all right, well, if, if this is here, if this guy takes this step here, then you're going to want to hit this. But if he does this, then you're going to want to go over here. Like, which is more of a Sean McVay feel to it. So I'm really curious to see if this is like really the only awesome game that we'll see from Baker Mayfield or if by the end of this season, we're going to be talking about like, yo, Baker needs to stick around. We need this guy. So I'm really curious to see what these final four games look like as far as uh, the Baker Mayfield uh, situation feels like. But I'll, I'll be honest, it felt very Austin Davis to me. I had very Austin Davis vibes of like the emotion of it, like where it's like we think it can happen and we kind of know it can happen. But will it? Maybe not. We don't think it will. Maybe like <laughs> and that's kind of like the the feeling that I had. Um, but uh, as expected, also, Baker Mayfield will be is currently named the starter of uh, the last four games of this season. Of course, though, um, if um, if an injury were to happen, uh, we'd probably see Percules again. Um, so I, I who knows uh, with Wolf, I will be in um, being a little bit banged up. He won't be the backup this week. It's so weird. We're going to see Baker Mayfield backed up by Percules in Green Bay. Wild and um, defensive game badge. We're going to go to linebacker Bobby Wagner. B Wags had uh, six solo tackles, eight total. And uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, no doubt about it. He's been on fire this season. And I've kind of mentioned before, it's like the Bobby Wagner impact has been present, but not overwhelming. Since Aaron Donald has gone out, it has been overwhelming. Um, In AD's absence, Bobby Wagner is all over the place. It is so fun to just watch him just kind of dissect a a, a play and and kind of put people in different positions. You see a motion and he swaps with somebody and stuff. It's just, it's really fun to watch him work and uh, super pumped to watch him this week uh, on Monday night football against uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and see what, see how he can kind of handle that. We'll talk about that game. Of course, uh, here in a little bit. Also, by the way, if you're going hit me up, I will be there as well. We fly in on Sunday. We're doing the tour of the stadium and then, um, We'll be out there uh, most of the day on uh, on Monday. So, yeah, hit me up. All right. So let's go ahead and move on here to some rumors really quick, because uh, uh, we've, we've talked about these before. But I'll be honest with these keep on. They, they keep on popping back up into the timeline. Uh, people keep on, you know, posting articles and stuff. And this one was uh, Sports Illustrated put out. Um, so this still being a conversation and that is that head coach Sean McVay and quarterback Matthew Stafford will retire at the end of the season. That is the rumor that we are hearing. Of course, that is not confirmed at this time. I don't think that the, that this is going to happen. It really doesn't feel like they'll go out this way, but I'll be honest, the more that I see people <laughs> and I don't know if this is just like a, a, a wrong thing in my brain, but the more that I see people on the internet be like, I don't think they want to go out this way. The more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I don't think Matthew Stafford cares. Like, I, I don't know. I don't have that answer, of course, but what else does he have to prove? Does he want to go through a whole other season of getting beat up and uh, before he realizes like, hey, maybe it's not going to happen again. Like, maybe that's it. Maybe that is it. I don't know. But maybe he comes back next year and we can win another Super Bowl. I, I have no idea right now. But also Sean McVay, you got to think about that where he's making, what, 14 a year right now as a coach, you could easy, easily make 20 to 25 a year on TV. So he would make more money. It would probably be less stressful. I, I would have to imagine that it would be less stressful. And Sean McVay's just that guy. He communicates well. He speaks well. He's He puts his thoughts together well. We kind of know his loops of, like, different strains of thoughts and stuff like that. And 
you got you have to take a shot every time he says above the neck. That's the rules. I don't make the rules, but um, like stuff like that, we kind of understand like who he is now. Um, he's been here for a little bit now, but um, I don't know, man. It's it's a weird um, it's a weird little thing, but I, I don't know. That's a that's like my devil's advocate of like maybe they do just go out though. Maybe they're just like you know what we did it last year. Um, Stafford doesn't want to get hurt again. Um, Sean McVay, you know, the team kind of is uh as we kind of i don't want to say fall apart but like we get beat up with injuries this year and it's like oh, okay well it's not as fun anymore you know and then just bails like he even if he bails at the end of the season we have to have him in the conversation of best rams coach of all time whether you like that or not and i know at least one person out there was like <laughs> what about <laughs> like but either way i mean sean vague going to two super bowls and winning one in the time that he had with us after inheriting a four and 12 team He's absolutely in that conversation. This is going to be his first losing, uh, losing record. Um, but uh, QB would be a really interesting position to fix or to replace if uh, Matthew Stafford were to call it quits. Um, the Rams could, in theory, spend a few years kind of accumulating some assets. And then uh, I'm, I'm talking like draft capital and stuff like that uh, to try to make a move in a few years uh, if Stafford were to retire. I don't think that that's the game plan that the Rams would have. It feels like the Rams are going to try to stay competitive and there should be some quarterbacks on the market this offseason. Baker Mayfield's one of them that would be, I think, easy to keep um, if, if I had to guess. Jordan Love looks like he might re request a trade. I don't know if I want, if I trust Jordan Love uh, that he's a good quarterback or not yet. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo expects to be out there. So there are going to be some options at the quarterback position if Matthew Stafford does decide to call it quits. But I think that that's, um, I mean, obviously that's something we got to deal with when we get to it. Uh, we don't, it's, it, we can't, we don't need to dive into replacing a guy that we don't even know if we need to replace yet, you know? So, but I think that this move for Baker Mayfield is a clear indicator that we will see a change at the backup quarterback position uh, going into next year, because if you trust Hercules and the wolf, then you just let them play out this season. And you're like, well, there are backups, but like Hercules didn't even come into the game last week. And Instead, we had a guy who's played, who was on our roster for two days. You know, we had him play instead and he won though. That's the thing is like, does Percules come in and win that game? Probably not. Like, I, I don't know, but probably not. And then also, um, let's also, uh, not forget for one second that, uh, if we get another good coach that, or like that no matter who is next that this era was super sweet all right so like if sean mcveigh calls it and this is it this is the end of the sean mcveigh era this is the end of the whole uh this this little gap of time where it was awesome and stuff like that then i mean that's fine that's that that's okay and it doesn't take away that the sean mcveigh era was absolutely awesome like like winning the the rams being four and nine right now doesn't mean they take away the ring from last year you know what i mean so that, like that kind of just solidifies and stays in that spot. And then we move on to the next era. But Sean McVay is absolutely responsible for, uh, for, for bringing this all together and, and uh, bringing the Rams to two Super Bowls and, and winning one. So it was the culture shift that the Rams absolutely needed at the right time. Jeff Fisher's culture was very like, very just, this is how football's played. And, you know, and it was like, is it? Cause we're not winning a lot of games. So uh, either way. And uh, yeah, no matter how this era ends, uh, which it will, uh, who knows how long that will take, but it will end. Um, either way, you will never take away. The Rams will never not be Super Bowl 56 champions. And for that, we're thankful, I guess. We'll, be, we'll go back to Thanksgiving time. <laughs>
All right. Uh, before we move on, did want to remind you, Ram Showcase does officially have t-shirts. This is one of them. They are super sick. If you are interested in uh, supporting show, uh, Ram Showcase or myself, that is the exact way to do it, is uh, purchase a Ram Showcase t-shirt. Holiday season is upon us. Uh, whatever, Whichever one you celebrate, I'm a Christmas guy myself, but uh, whatever you happen to celebrate, hey, it's a great time to uh, pass along a Ram Showcase t-shirt to a loved one or yourself. If um, if you don't have one yet, I think you do. You need one. Look at you. Look, Ram Showcase shirtless, you nerd. Anyway, <laughs> all you need to do to order is going to be to uh, email AJ directly. Um, you'll have a quick conversation with him about just like the size, the color, the style that you want, stuff like that. And then uh, he'll get you hooked up. $25 shipped. And uh, yeah, that's aj.rsgear at gmail.com. You can just uh, reach out to AJ with All Pro Sports directly. AJ helping me out a ton with these uh, shirts. All right. So uh, the Rams, uh, you know, existing in Los Angeles, which is a gorgeous place. One of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, leaving the beaches and the beautiful weather for the frozen tundra of Green Bay. And uh, we've got your full game preview. That's coming up next. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. The Los Angeles Rams leave the beautiful weather and beaches for the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Green Bay, December, Monday Night Football. Holy moly, what a situation. Four and nine Rams visiting the five and eight Packers, both sitting on the outside of the playoff race right now, but are trying to scratch and claw their way in. Of course, this game's at Lambeau Field. That's uh, Lambeau spelled with a capital L and A field. Uh, this game kicks off at 515 LA time on ESPN. If you are going to this game, please reach out to me at Sheriff Joe Bags at Ram Showcase. Let's meet up. I'll be there on uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, like late or like early evening. Uh, because we're doing the tour and then um, pretty much that's it. And then um, and then all day on uh, Monday, we'll be doing game day stuff. So uh, hit me up and then we leave pretty early on Tuesday. So don't don't hit me up on Tuesday. I'll be busy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, reach out if you are going to be there because, uh, yeah, let's um, let's hang out and let's let's high five, dude. Can I just get a high five? That's all I need. All right. So uh, talking about this game here, both teams figured that they would be better in better positions uh, entering this game. Of course, you think that the NFL schedule makers probably thought that this would be a different looking matchup in week 15 primetime Monday Night Football as well. Um, but uh, both teams fighting and uh, playing some good ball in recent weeks. So that is pretty sweet stuff. Um, the Rams have not really fared well against the Packers in really since Rodgers has been drafted. Uh, the Rams have not done great against the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about the history here in a little bit, but uh, so this will be a great opportunity for the Rams to kind of break that a little bit. Uh, the Packers, uh, they're a lot more in the race than the Rams right now, um, but with only one more win and I kind of have a, a few scenarios here. Uh, very basic stuff. If the Rams lose to the Packers, they're out. If the Seahawks beat the 49ers and the Giants and Commanders don't tie, the Rams are out. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a few different situations here. Uh, the Rams can't get the sixth seed if they tie. Uh, the Rams can't get the sixth seed if the Seahawks beat the 49ers. Giants and Commanders don't tie. Um, uh, so, I mean, the Giants and Commanders tying is uh, beneficial to, to the Rams uh, quite a bit. Uh, but either way, I mean, playoff race, we can keep talking about that if we want. But um Rams are going to get eliminated here soon. Uh, I would imagine it's a less than 1% chance to get the seven seed right now. Even if the Rams win out, it's still under 1% chance uh, that the Rams get can uh, snag a seven seed. So 
I, I tell you that to just get it out of your brain so that you're not disappointed now. I, let me be the disappointment <laughs> and don't worry, don't look, don't worry about it. All right. Just we'll, we'll, next year's going to be so sick when this team gets healthy though. And, um, uh, this is officially part of the wild card race, but I mean, not necessarily. I don't think either of these teams make the playoffs. If I'm getting, being completely honest, I think the Packers obviously have a much better shot at that. Just percentage wise, they have a better shot at it, but I don't think that they do it. Um, I don't think that they can pass uh, some of the teams that are ahead of them right now. Um, and then um, I will say this, uh, every Rams legend you have ever watched and ever talked about, uh, they've played on this field. And that's why I'm so pumped about this one and so excited to not only be there, but also just experience this game. Even if I was at home, it's just one of those things of of watching the, the Rams play Monday Night Football in December at Lambeau. That's amazing. That's a sweet situation. Um, so, you know, from Aaron Donald to Deacon Jones, they've both played on this field, obviously. Steven Jackson to Eric Dickerson. Uh, we go Cooper Cup to Flipper Anderson. I mean, every legend has played here. And, uh, and it's, it's in the same exact spot. It's not even a shift of like, they didn't make a new field or anything like that. It's in the same exact spot. So that's just unbelievable, man. What a, what a sweet environment to play some football in. It's going to be extremely cold. Let me uh, pull this up real fast. So we can find out exactly how chilly it's going to be. Um, because it initially, when we saw the 10 day forecast, it was looking like, um, like around 30, a high of 35. Uh, that is not the case anymore. Now it's uh, looking right now like a high of 20, low of 7, uh, but we should be able to get away from having an actual snowstorm come in uh, during the game. So that is at least one thing. Hopefully that also doesn't interfere with any flights. I will be so sad. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's Lambeau Field, December prime time, which is what a situation that is. And then, um, sure, we're down some stars, but we also have a bunch of guys out there who are just absolutely busting their butt cheeks to win some football games. Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoranek, Van Jefferson, Baker, friggin' Mayfield. Um, dude, Baker for MVP, dude. Let's, do, <laughs> let's start a new push here, man. Uh, but uh, it's just, it's these guys are playing well, and that's really cool to see. Michael Hoyt coming in. I mean, that's awesome. So a uh, few things to keep your eyes on uh, for this game as it takes place. Uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield, obviously new arrival to the Rams. His next touchdown pass is career number 100. So that'll be pretty cool to see. Linebacker B-Wags, Bobby Wagner. He uh, currently has the most uh, tackles uh, for an active NFL player. He did reach 10th most all time last week, and he can reach 9th most all time with eight on Monday Night Football. Rams have not had a player of the week. Oh, that's actually hilarious. I wrote this note here uh, yesterday, which was the Rams have not had a player of the week since week 16 of last year when uh, Brandon Powell won special teams player of the week uh, for that game against the Minnesota Vikings, where he was able to score that touchdown. But then I woke up to the news that uh, Baker friggin Mayfield, he uh, actually won offensive player of the week for last week. So that's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of a nickname for Baker. I'm not, I'm not getting it. Um, there's something, I, I don't know. My brain's not working on it right, right now. Uh, Percules, that's, that's max. I think that is like the best that I can get. Um, so I'm trying to kind of hit that nice little window in there. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm at mentally is uh, trying to think of a nickname for Baker Mayfield. Cause that's just who I am. But uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, yeah, get uh, offensive NFC offensive player of the week. Uh, for uh, last week, his performance against the Raiders on TNF. Now we move to MNF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some former Rams who are now Packers. We have the big one, linebacker Justin Hollins, who was waived by the Rams just a few weeks ago and was picked up by the Green Bay Packers and straight up playing well. Um, they, the Packers fans right away were like, what? 
they waived this guy? Like, what the heck? But, I mean, Michael Hoyt playing playing good ball. And Justin Hollins, he's playing better for the Packers than he was for us. So that's something to be said as well. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins on the Packers roster. He was a Ram in 2017. And then uh, head coach Matt LaFleur. Crammed up your cram hole, LaFleur. Uh, he was the Rams offensive coordinator in 2017 under Sean McVay. So they obviously know each other pretty well. Running back coach Ben Sermons, he was the running back coach for the Rams from 2015 to, or excuse me, 2012 to 2015. Uh, that was in St. Louis under Jeff Fisher. And uh, defensive coordinator Joe Barry, uh, he was the Rams linebacker coach from 2017 to 2020 under Sean McVay as well. So McVay and Joe Barry definitely know each other. And Packers defensive backs coach Jerry Gray, uh, he was a Rams player. From uh, 1985 to 1991, saw the Pro Bowl four times in that window and also was a second team All-Pro twice. Um, There was also uh, Aubrey Pleasant, who was uh, fired from the Detroit Lions, who I wanted to become the Rams defensive coordinator. He has also been picked up by the Green Bay Packers. He is on that roster right now as well and uh, or the coaching staff. And there is currently no former Packers who are on the Rams, and that includes players and coaches. Keep those losers out of L.A. (laughs) All right, the history of this matchup, uh, Packers do lead the all-time series 48-47-2. and So this is the 98th meeting all-time. If the Rams can pull off a win, then uh, that puts uh, this series tied all-time. Packers have won seven of the last eight. Uh, since returning to Los Angeles, the Rams are one and two against the Green Bay Packers with that win coming in 2018, a Super Bowl season for the L.A. Rams. The Rams' previous win before that 2018 game came in October of 2006. Uh, that was also the last time the Rams won in Green Bay was 2006. First ever game between these two came on October 17th of 1937. That was in Cleveland where uh, the Green Bay Packers defeated the Cleveland Rams 35 to 10. The first 14 games of this series uh, definitely went Green Bay's way, 12, 1, and 1. There was a really nice stretch, though, where the Rams really dominated this series from, uh, it was really in like the 40s and 50s that the Rams just, it was like kind of late 40s and stuff like that, that the Rams just kind of went on a roll. Um, And then the Rams are 1 and 2 against the Packers in the postseason, with the most recent game between those two uh, coming in the 2020 season where John Wolford was uh, kind of slated to be the starting quarterback. Um, he, w- he was in, in Seattle, and then Jared Goff came in, ended up winning that game. Then the next game, the Rams go to Green Bay. Jared Goff is the starter with his bust thumb, and then um, that game ended up, uh, of course, being a loss uh, for the Rams, getting booted out of the postseason. So let's take a look at the matchup of this game. we got the Rams offense against the Packers defense. Rams offense still uh, really, really low on uh, the rankings here. Uh, 31st in the NFL in total yards uh, going against the 17th ranked defense. Passing the football, the, these Packers have some corners, man. No no doubt about it. They are top five against the pass of the Rams rank 25th. Running the football, the Rams averages do keep on creeping up, uh, but still 30th in the NFL going against the 30th run defense, though. So cold game, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And then uh, points being put up a game uh, per game. Uh, Rams are 18th in the NFL going against the 21st ranked defense. So the best situation uh, for the pass game here is to kind of just let Baker do his thing. Let Baker bake. All right. Baker's going to bake and we've got to let him do that. So kind of just rein it in a little bit and just kind of like let him have fun out there. Go have fun. I mean, we ain't got we got nothing to lose, man. Nothing to lose. Go out there. Have some fun. Score some tuds and let's high fives and stuff. 
Uh, Green Bay, they've got extremely talented corners um, with obviously uh, Jair Alexander um, on the other side. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he's so good. Uh, Rasul Douglas, um, I, they have, there's some good good players out there uh, for the Green Bay Packers in the secondary. I really like their secondary, actually. Um, but uh, so uh, obviously Baker uh, trying to carve up them. That's going to be tough. And uh, the, the guys uh, that they'll be covering like Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell. Uh, these guys have their work cut out for them trying to to uh, gain some separation from these very talented corners. Rams run game, though, perfect opportunity to just pound it and get that roll. And Cam Akers is going to be a big one in this in this game. So uh, they've struggled against the, the the run the Packers defense has. And that's a perfect situation with the game being so chilly out there uh, for the Rams to really just just get it done and just get after the Green Bay Packers in this one on the ground. Uh, the secondary of the Packers uh, right now. Uh, they oh, excuse me. A secondary is the Packers' strong spot right now. Uh, so trying to work underneath uh, could give the Rams some some long sustained drive, which which is exactly what you need to do. And if the secondary like try to work it underneath, ground game, screen game, stuff like that. And the second that they start to come up, that's when we send a guy like two two deep, just to even just to keep him honest. Even if you don't complete it, send launch two two deep, launch it way over his head or something like that, and just let them know, hey, we will hit you deep. Even if it doesn't work, like just that threat of it being there is uh, going to be huge. So just just you just got to test it out. And especially like in the situation where you got Baker Mayfield, brand new quarterback, he kind of came in. It's a weird situation last week, kind of storybook game last week. So it's one of those situations where we're going to have to play a little bit of a chess match here, like force them to do something and then counter that. Um, so hopefully we get a game plan uh, from Sean McVay who can beat Joe Barry, who is, I mean, they, like I said, they do know each other. Three to see in this one. I'm going with Baker Mayfield, Tutu Atwell, and Cam Akers. Baker Mayfield, he's now got some more um, some more playbook knowledge and a week of full practices, uh, like a, a good week of full practices, too, because we played TNF and then uh, MNF. So you get a little bit of a break there. And with the Packers being off of their buy, it's nice to get our little pseudo buy uh, in this window as well. But he's got more knowledge of the playbook. Is that going to be good? Or bad because Baker, like I said, he's an ad lib guy. He's just just go out and just just throw the ball, <laughs> hit the open guy, man. Like, and so is that going to be? Is he going to be too thinking now? Too thinky? That makes sense. Um, is he just going to be like too much in his head trying to figure out what exactly is going on, on in this Sean McVay offense, which is madness. Uh, we already know that. And then uh, Tutu Atwell, five catches last week. Um, he he almost doubles, doubles his career output. He's up to 11 career catches now. Um, but uh, was it a, a one-off or could this Tutu and Baker combo really be something to uh, watch out for for the rest of the season? This is the perfect game to kind of see if that can potentially be a thing. And then Cam Akers, cold weather game. And Akers has been playing well against a run defense that is not playing well. So this is kind of the perfect recipe for Cam Akers to just absolutely go out and have a day. A good ground game, though, will be uh, extremely important here and is a spot that uh, can be taken advantage of when going against the the, uh, the Green Bay Packers. And obviously, you, you're going to need this if you want to pull off a win against the Packers. Uh, you're going to need a good ground game. And then also just keeping keeping Rodgers off the field. Uh, we, we know that uh, in practice earlier uh, that, you know, he did, he wasn't having the, um, his his thumb taped, stuff like that. So it's, it looks like he's probably feeling a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, it'll be. You're just keeping him off of the field. Speaking of 
the Aaron Rodgers led offense. Uh, we'll take a look at that matchup. Uh, the Packers offense versus the Rams defense. Packers offense sitting pretty middle of the road, 15th overall, going against the 12th ranked Rams defense, passing the football 16th for the Packers, so aggressively average. The Rams pass a defense, though, sitting at 21st. And uh, running the football, the Packers are 12th in the NFL with their two-headed attack, and the Rams 5th against the run this season. Packers are putting up a little over 20 points a game, which is 23rd in the NFL, while the Rams giving up just under 23 a game, which is tied for 16th in the NFL. So. Obviously, we are dealing with Aaron Aaron Rodgers, who is extremely talented, one of the better quarterbacks, one of the better arms that this NFL has ever seen. But he is he is frustratable. All right. He is frustratable. You can get into his head. It is absolutely possible. We've seen it plenty of times. We've seen it as recent as just like a few weeks ago where, you know, somebody starts hitting him a little bit and maybe he's not getting the calls that he wants. And I will say uh, uh, for the ref that the Rams have in this one, Sean Hockley, um, he his his calls tend to go more towards the the away team, but the the ro- the home teams are winning a lot of the games that uh, that he's he's refing. So uh, he also calls a little bit more than the average ref. Uh, so that'll be something to watch out for. He was also the Rams the the Rams ref earlier this season against the Buccaneers, but he was also the the ref last year against the Buccaneers. So. Uh, basically, what I was trying to I was trying to find some trends on Sean Hockley, and if if uh, he called something a lot more, actually pretty pretty average ref. He pretty he sits like in the middle of the road on most things. He's not really overly flaggy, but he's also he doesn't just like fully let everybody play. So, um, but but that that helps because uh, Aaron Rodgers, like I said, you can frustrate him. You can get into his head and make him play just a little bit, just a little bit off as he's trying to like just deal with that frustration, I suppose. Um, and then the one, two punch on the ground, uh, keeps the the legs fresh for the green Bay Packers. Uh, they, and fresh legs coming at you all day long. Uh, but the Packers also don't take advantage of that. Like they should, um, probably because they have so many dollars invested into their quarterback spot. So Aaron Jones, obviously super talent, um, up in uh, green Bay. He leads the Packers in rushing yards as well as receptions. So obviously the Aaron Jones versus Bobby Wagner matchup is going to, that's the matchup. That is, that is the one that's going to be so much fun to watch. Um, Cause Jones, obviously with leading the team in receptions and rushing yards, he can hit you on a lot of different ways. And so I think B wags really going to be lined up over uh, Jones a lot. Uh, we'll see Jones versus Jones, Ernest Jones against, uh, against uh, Aaron Jones a lot as well. But uh, and then you got AJ Dillon, who's like the bruiser too. So the second that Aaron Jones goes out and you're like, all right, cool, a breather. Nope, nope, no, no. Cause you're getting hit in the face of the train. You know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be a tough one, but I think that the Rams can do it. Uh, obviously Bobby Wagner is a very, very talented uh, linebacker who should be able to get people in the right positions to, to uh, kind of slow that down a little bit because uh, I don't know. It's a, it's just a good, it's a good brain match uh, watching going to be, Bobby Wagner versus Aaron Rodgers and like what they're calling, what they're seeing and the tape that they each watch. It's going to be really fun to see, um, see that battle kind of unfold. Uh, three to see in this one, I'm going to go with B wags, Leonard Floyd, and then just the interior defensive line. So with Bobby Wagner uh, versus the Packers run and screen game, that's going to be an absolute blast of a matchup to watch. And uh, that's, that's really must see TV unless you're going to be there like me. And then me hit up, hit me up and then, and it'll be much, must must see just football, I guess. Cause you, you will be there. <laughs> uh, Leonard Floyd. Um, I think he's got the style 
to uh, to kind of counteract Yash um, Nyman on that right tackle spot. I just based on what I've seen from Yash, uh, it looks like those those like tall, lanky guys. He kind of struggles with them a little bit more. He's very strong, uh, but his lateral movement kind of is where he lacks a little bit. So I think that Leonard Floyd should be able to have an advantage there. We'll see, obviously, how that unfolds. And then the interior defensive line. We need a big game from the interior defensive line. It has not been stated that uh, Aaron Donald is not playing in this game, but based on Sean McVay's comments during the Sean McVay show where he was asked about Aaron Donald and his response was essentially along the lines of like, well, never say never. you know, And that was like right there. It was like, okay, he's not playing. So Rams interior defensive line, we need the Browns to play well. Ernest Brown and Bobby Brown. Uh, great gains obviously has also been really huge lately. And um, his job feels like it's, it's very much in this game to just eat up space. Let, Michael Hoyt and Leonard Floyd and Bobby Wagner do their thing. Gray Gaines in the middle, just eat up all of the space that you can. So those are my three to see on the defensive side. Again, um, hit me up if you're going to be there. We got a few special things happening. Um, I'll be posting many pictures from uh, the tour and just the trip and stuff like that on uh, different social media outlets at Sheriff Joe Bags uh, for myself at Sheriff or uh, at, at Ram Showcase as well. Um, we'll also go live. Uh, I'll be with my buddy Jackson, who is a Packers fan. He was here uh, last year with me and uh, we'll go live on uh, Sunday night uh, once we get back from the stadium tour. So we will do that and uh, just just kind of talk about the game. And then uh, the plan is to go live uh, ahead of the game on uh, Monday, uh, but I'll have to just see the circumstances while I'm out there and see if I've got service, see what's going on and just see if it's even possible uh, to do that. So uh, we'll uh, keep you updated on that as much as I possibly can. All right. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase just about everywhere. Follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags just about everywhere. Uh, if you are hearing me uh, only, then great news. There's a YouTube channel. You can watch me talk about the Los Angeles Rams. If you are watching me on YouTube, hey, great news. There's an audio only version. You can find it wherever you are already finding your other favorite podcast, even though I know that this is your favorite podcast. This is your number one, right? Um, but that is going to do it for me. Uh, I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Rams Showcase. And for those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams.